Hey everyone, we got the chance to play Respawn and EA's Star Wars Jedi Survivor this past week. We played the first three hours and we got the chance to talk to some developers. Jeff Majors, the design director on the game, and Blair Brown, one of the senior producers. This is our interview with them, diving into everything that we're excited for in Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, so my first question is the world. It is so immersive. There is so much detail put into flora and fauna as much as the enemies that you're fighting. I wanted to ask what came into kind of creating a layered environment and a lay an environment that doesn't always need you to attack. Yeah, we've got a variety of kind of pillars in our game. Um, one is one of combat, obviously. Yeah. We got a lightsaber, um, but uh, exploration is is a huge pillar for us, especially in this game. Wanted to expand the exploration and make just a very rich world to explore. Um, we wanted to pique the player's interest kind of any direction they go. Um, and yeah, part of that is to have um, fauna and flora that you can find that's interesting. Uh, stumble across different caves with different types of gameplay um, mixed in, uh, traversal, combat, uh, puzzles as well. Passionate people on the project, so like some artists are really into flowers and fauna and trees, and we let them go. Like this is an alien world, go make some really cool plants that make sense for the biome that we've decided we want to do for this planet. Um, you're playing Kobo, which is like uh, I don't know how to explain, like a deserty, but not. Um, so there's some cactuses and things like that, and it's about tying those into how can we get them into gameplay a bit. So some plants we'll be able to cut down, we'll give you seeds. And they plant them somewhere that you probably haven't reached yet, but yes, yeah, things like that. Yeah, and with, with Star Wars, you've just got, in just greater Star Wars universe, you've got a lot of cool, cool uh, fauna and things like that. So it's just kind of part of the tradition as well. And there's so many beautiful little worlds that you have created. One, how they integrate with gameplay, but also how they fit into the larger Star Wars universe by one, presenting the stuff that we haven't seen before, but yes, yet still feeling so a part of the mythos. What goes into creating something new while also making sure you're honoring the legacy? It, it's working very closely with Lucasfilm. Um, they have a Lucasfilm Games group uh, that we meet with every day. It's a different meeting, but yeah. We meet with every, <laughs> yeah. different teams on like this each day. Um, and it's, we'll push, push, push of like, let's get crazier, let's get weirder. And they're the balance of, we still need to keep it within the IP and so it makes sense in the larger world. Because um, it is an authentic story, you know, we're making real, even when we make a new planet, we're making real planets that exist in their universe now. Um, so it's just working really closely with them to make sure the tone, the look, the feel, um, all feel like Star Wars. We're also big Star Wars fans. Yeah. Star Wars. I was, was going to yeah, say that like, we look at, we, we bring this up and that delights us too, you know, like we, we look at the rest of the universe and also want to bring in the stuff that we think is cool. And show that off too. It's like, oh, we saw this droid and that thing. We get it in the game. We talk with them and figure it out. And it's it's a fun collaboration. And I think one of the elements that I really appreciate. The first thing I did was I went in and made my lightsaber and droid pink because that's my color. Um, what went into creating that to adding that level of customization, which kind of I don't want to say disrupts, but it allows a little bit of personalization in such a cohesive world. This game that was actually our new pillar. So. We added a pillar just for customization in this game because we felt that we could do more after last game. And it, it's kind of for, for two reasons, I think. Um, one, to let the player make 
BD and Cal and their, uh, and their lightsaber. Um, and have a greater connection with, with the avatars they're playing. Um, and the other thing is to support exploration, go back into exploration, because it gives us richer rewards in the world uh, for exploration. So there's, there's more ways to customize your character, and there's more things to find in the world when you explore. Um, I am a huge traversal person. That's one of the reasons why I love to respawn. Like, you all nail traversal in a way that I don't think any other devs really do, because you all... Like you all have already mentioned, making sure that the environments that you're in fuel what you're doing as a player. Um, are there any elements of traversal that you think were particularly special in this game um, in real, and how they relate to the overall environments that you're in? I'm just going to say I love the new one that we put in very early, which is the uh, grapple cable. Yes. The extension cable. Sorry. Yeah, um, it's It just made Cal so much faster, dynamic. It felt really, really cool. So it's, it's yeah, I, that's my favorite. Absolutely, <laughs> that's my favorite too. That's my favorite addition. I'd say we went back over everything in Jedi Fallen Order as well and took a look at everything and tried to up the responsiveness and, and make everything feel even better that came from the last game while adding new things like the Ascension Cable, um, which gives us some really, it adds a cool flow to, to Traversal, um, as well as a little bit of forgiveness. It gives us kind of a... Uh, almost an accessibility to some of the traversal moves because it's got this forgiving range where you can you can uh, grapple into other traversal elements from from uh, further distance. So in some cases, it can make a complicated sequence of wall runs and, and other traversals a little bit easier by mixing in a, in a, in a, in a grapple in, in between. And looking at the previous game, finding the pain points and wanting to improve on them. Um, like making Cal climb faster at the start of this game, adding the extension cable, um, not having to press an input to connect to a wall or something like that. Um, just made him feel faster, more fun, more agile. And adding these things allowed us to still have skill. I mean, there's still skill-based turtles on platforming throughout, but it's just a little, little you feel, always feel better. I will say, my platforming heart was very happy with how simple it was, but also how complex it is as you move through it. Because um, I tried to put some jumps in where I didn't need to jump, so I may have fallen off some things. Um, but that's the fun of it. Um, I also wanted to ask, when when you're crafting a world and when you're thinking about moving through the world, how do you connect the visuals with the story? So, like, how the... Sorry, this is a better question in my head. Um, when you're designing at a level, um, we know that the character and how you're moving through it and as being the avatar and attached to it, you're going to be interacting with the world in a very tactile way. Um, how do you bridge the gap between a narrative that you're watching and a narrative that you're playing? It's all collaboration. We've got so many talented devs in the team that we're all working together. So we've got level designers working with environment artists, working with narrative designers and writers and everyone taking a look at the same level together and finding spots where we can mix in the traversal elements, the combat elements, the narrative moments, of course, echoes and scans that you see in the dialogue between BD and Cal, um, and then the environmental storytelling as well with the artist. Like, it's just really collaboration and iteration. Like, there's, I don't think there's a magic answer there. It's just everyone working together and caring and being passionate together. Yeah, we, we create small groups that will own a level, includes an artist, a writer, designer, multiple designers, multiple writers, and it's their job to be like, okay, the big story beat 
of this level is this, how to make that feel good and, and tell the story of that moment leading to that moment um, together. And they get a lot of ownership on that, which I think makes the levels unique and fun and have a lot of personality. I think a larger question when we think about narrative, you know, um, you all mentioned us staying on the golden path today. Um, what goes into creating an expansive world where exploration is key with your side quests and the rumors, but also making sure people still get some, still come back to the main story? Like, how do you bridge those two pieces? Well, we always have our, our, our main objective pulling. So we always have, we still have one main objective um, for the most part throughout the game that, that you can always come back to and you can check your map and look, this is what I'm supposed to be doing with the story. But we want to give the players the excuses to take a look in that cave when you're there or see what's behind that hatch um, and just kind of follow their curiosity as well. So, so when players are playing it, we're not... They're, they're not asked really to do the main path. The only reason we're, we're saying that oh, today yeah, yeah. is just time. We only got three hours, yeah. But <laughs> when, we see, when we see players play the game and play tests and things like that, like some players will just bust through the main path, and that's great. They want to they focus on the story. They, they really are invested in those moments. Some players will do every single thing they can that's available to them before going to the main path, and that's awesome too. So we want to support all these different play styles. We try to also not... Um, create like a task list for people. It's like, yeah. you go to this one person, get 20 quests, and now you're doing that instead of the main quest. We try to always have, like Jeff said, the main quest, uh, the golden thing, the thing you gotta see um, anytime you open the map or your journal, uh, but also just little hints of, you should maybe check that out. There's a little thing, but it's not like a, go over there, save this person, bring them back, you get five gold or anything like that, which I think lets you explore your own pace, you don't feel overwhelmed. You got to do, which is what I feel sometimes. <laughs> you know, so I think an interesting thing about our rumor system, which we're introducing this game, is that they point you to content that exists in the world. So they point you to something interesting that's there, whether you find the rumor or not. Yeah. So you can find the rumor and talk to talk to an NPC in the world and get more information about the environment and also a little prod in the direction of there's going to be something cool over there. But if you're the type of player that just wants to kind of explore the expanses, look at the map, see where you haven't explored, we, that's fully supported too, and you're going to find a lot of cool stuff that way too. And I think you all kind of really capture the beauty of Star Wars in that it's a lot of stories that get told over time that then tell our characters to go somewhere else. If you look at the Star Wars movies and shows, there's always a rumor that starts and pushes into it. So like, I just wanted to applaud you all on like bringing that in. I'm the gigantic Star Wars fan. Um, you kind of mentioned players being allowed to play how they want to. Um, one of the things I noticed was a really comprehensive difficulty system and one that you can change at any time. Um, there, I mean, I'm used to the standard, like maybe three different choices to pick from, but you all really have a whole gambit for people to adjust and enjoy. What went into the thought behind having such a, I don't want to say complex, but a comprehensive system of, of difficulty? But the first game, when we started doing player testing, and bringing people in who were Star Wars fans, but maybe not gamers. Yeah. And being like, oh, we've made a really hard game. We need to understand that 50% of the people that are going to play this probably aren't like big gamers yeah. um, or hardcore gamers. And we want them to be able to enjoy the story and have fun and swing the lightsaber if you're like a Jedi. Um, so we made story mode and then I think three difficulties in the first game. Yeah. No, we just master and master. iterated it some more this time uh, with Jason, the lead combat designer. Really wanted to add a the new one is Padawan. Mm -hmm. It's in between the story and, and night, and it 
it's just we want to give people more options. I think that's important so that everybody can play, everybody can get through the story, and we don't want you to miss Cal's journey, um, even if you're not like a crazy hardcore gamer. So I think it's just important to us as a studio that more people can play it and enjoy it. Yeah, we, we felt that there was a, a, a pretty decent gulf between story and night last time. So yeah. having that one that is still uh, still skill-based, like, I mean, yeah. still has difficulty in Padawan, but um, but a little bit easier than night. Uh, we thought we'd catch more players there. Um, also, this game we added, um, a, what's, what's the navigation assist? Um, mm-hmm. Which is kind of like difficulty as well, uh, but for navigating the map. So there's this new feature where if you open your map and you have this on, uh, it will highlight the gate in the map that leads to the main objective. So players that had difficulty looking at the map, last time we have kind of some helpers this time to help push them to the main, main path if they need. Um. When you're looking at your player base, whether it is somebody who's brand new to video games or somebody who's brand new to Star Wars, like that seems, I'm going to say difficult, but a really thoughtful task to do. You're trying to make it for everyone. Were there any pieces that really stick out to you that you think, uh, that you can't wait for fans of just anybody to come and play? Like that you think will land with the hardcore Star Wars fans and the hardcore gamers? Like, do you think there's a place where they meet um, that you're really excited for? Honestly, I think that so much in the game is for people that love Star Wars and and also don't care about Star. Like I think yeah. I think it's a fun game without the Star Wars rapper, and the Star Wars rapper gives it like a lot more. It's not just a rapper. Yeah, uh, it's it's well integrated too. But um, I can't think of one example. It's, I, like, we, <laughs> I we, we, made, we make the game for the players at, at heart, and we want it to, every bit of it to be fun for anyone picking it up. And there's no, you don't need Star Wars knowledge coming in, but of yeah. course, you'll get a deeper understanding of the lore and stuff like that if you have. Are there any are there any things in the game, or if you can think of one moment that just really satisfied, as satisfied as you that you want somebody else to experience. If you had to pick one story beat, you know, obviously no spoilers, but like just one element, it could be a tree that you think is really pretty, but just a piece. There's one I'm excited for, but I'm not going to say so, <laughs> yeah. I love the, the thing that, because I played this now like 7,000 <laughs> The stances all feel yeah. so unique. And every yeah. time I play, I pick two different ones, and I'm like, oh, this feels like a fresh game. Like, it's, I'm still enjoying um, learning new things with them. But in the demo you're going to play, um, you haven't got to it yet, but there's a cave you should check out, and stuff's in it, and you will. Okay. That's the one I want people to hit. So. Yeah. Um, honestly, I just want to ask what you want people to walk away when they roll credits. Like, what do you want them to feel and think? I want them to cry tears of joy. (laughs) (laughs) I Um, I want them to feel satisfied. I want them to to leave the game and then play New Game Plus. Um, Just being like, that was an amazing, like, authentic Star Wars story. Um, And kind of wanting more. Bit and just feeling like, oh, I, 
customize my saber exactly how I wanted it. I found all these cool creatures and enemies, and um, just le leaving with the sense of like that was a really fun game. I know we always say like, oh, we want it to be, fun, but like um, that's that's kind of what I want because that's what I get out of it when I'm done. Like that was super fun. That's what I still like about our game. I want people to say, I want to explore the stuff I missed. Yeah. <laughs> I want people to, to even when they roll credits, want to go back and, and like check out that one cave that they forgot to, you know, forgot to get. I want, I want people to, I think the exploration is so rich in this game. Um, and, and it, it's, it's still fun for me to play, yeah. having played it like what I said, like 7,000 times. Um, I still have fun. Awesome. Well, thank you all thank so you much for your time. time.